rockers. We are rocking in Chicago and across the world on the good old internet, the good old World Wide Web. I'm Ralph Rasmussen, and this is a special edition of the Radio Bypass Podcast. My good friend Marco Mendoza called me yesterday, and we were going to just talk for a little bit about his upcoming U.S. dates, U.S. shows that he's doing in support of his Viva the Rock album that kicks off next Friday, September 6th, in West Dundee, Illinois, at the Rock House. But uh, as Marco and I get on the phone, we just start talking about all kinds of things. And of course, news broke this past week that Marco is no longer in the Dead Daisies, along with John Karabi not being in the Dead Daisies anymore either. And um, so that was something that we needed to discuss a little bit, as well as talking about all his upcoming dates. So as it went and we talked for so long this is going to just be an episode just dedicated to marco and the talk that we had yesterday and at the end of this conversation you'll hear us talk about some of the songs that we're going to play from his uh, new record that i indicate are going to be in this podcast episode but um, because our interview went longer than we anticipated those songs will come in a music related segment a regular podcast that i do so uh this is going to be just marco talking about his uh excitement at uh, starting his u.s dates for his viva la rock album and of course his uh input on uh, his departure from the dead daisies so check out this interview with marco and then uh you'll hear some more marco music in the next episode of the podcast but uh here we go with my buddy marco mendoza Hey, Ralph, how are you, man? Hey, Marco, great to hear from you. Doing well, thanks. Yeah, 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 I'm doing beautiful here. It's, we're outside out, hanging out by the pool, uh, cleaning the shakusi. My son is building a little treehouse. Uh, it's 90 degrees plus here in California. I don't know how hot it is back there. Where are you exactly in Illinois? So I am in as far of a northwest suburb of Chicago as you can be. I'm in a town called Antioch, Illinois. Oh, I've, I know Antioch. I've been there. I think for some reason I'm thinking I played there at one at one point. But uh, please let me know when you start recording so I can change my voice to this. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> Mickey, hey, glad to have you join in too. And I hate to tell you this, but we're already recording. <laughs> Mickey, hi, Minnie and I would like to say hello to the folks in Illinois. Hi, everybody. When are you coming out to Disneyland to see us? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is what happens. This is what happens. Too many years touring. That was, pretty, notes. That was a pretty good imitation, my friend. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> from California. You know, we're, we actually live in Orange County, which is where Disneyland is. And, and every night, last night, I remember the fireworks go on, on the dot, 9.30 p.m. Boom, you can hear them from here because they're so amazing. You yeah. Know? yeah. Very, very impressive. So anyway, Antioch, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I either play there with Ted Nugent or on the Kiss Tour with Ted Nugent, 99, 2000. Something mm. like that. Antioch, Illinois. You probably know better. So. Yeah, I was going to say, probably, <coughs> yeah, I can't remember Ted ever being actually here. He's played nearby in McHenry, uh, Illinois. You might have okay. done that. Um, yeah. 
and then we uh, did so many gigs with Ted. I can't even tell you. It's uh, it's not even funny. It was definitely a highlight in my career, man. Hanging out with that cat, um, um, getting a schooling of sorts of, of how to become a better person in every possible way. Not only, you know, a uh, legendary guitar player. He's been around since the early '60s, and I don't know a lot of people that haven't. Been guitar players specifically that haven't been inspired and or uh, influenced by him in one way or another. He's, he's set the standard pretty high for everybody else to follow him, you know. So so hanging out with him was amazing. But as far as gigs, we did so many. Oh, my God, it's hard for me to keep track. But I, I could almost, you know, there's, I think you, everything's archived. You can go back if I really wanted to find out where, but... Uh, Hey, you must have your tour books or something to, to give you an idea uh, of where you were. I have, yes, and I and I won't talk much about this, but we're in the process of doing a book that's going to be uh, not a biographical thing. I want to take time to do that one because the story, my story, is pretty, uh, pretty amazing, man. I, I think about where I was in, in the mid '80s and and where I am today, you know, and. And by the grace of God, man, I got sober in 87, September 20th. I was given another opportunity to do something with my life, and I'm glad I I stuck to it and I chose the better road, and uh, the rest is uh, history. Uh, but, um, you know, I call it my my birth, my rebirth of sorts, September 20th, 1987, because uh, sobriety allowed me to be the person who I am today, you know? Yes. So, uh, and one of the highlights, obviously, is getting that call from Ted on the phone. Imagine getting a call from Ted Nugent on the phone, and you're like, "Sure, this is Ted Nugent. Sure, it is." <laughs> but uh, the only reason why I was kind of not so jaded or uh, let's say reluctant about that is because Tommy Aldrich had called me and said, "Marco, uh, I'm, I've been working with I've been working with Tommy with." Uh, I see Thin Dizzy and Blue Murder and Sykes and we've done quite a few projects by then and recorded and touring. We kind of fell in like and in love. I have so much respect for that cat, you know, the, one of the quintessential drummers of our time. Absolutely. And he's a sweetheart, a sweetheart as a person. And so we became close. I was there at, at his wedding and our families are close, you know, wives speak with each other. So, anyway, right. he called me. I think this is 99. He called me and says, Marco, um, Ted is looking for a new bass player because um, I think we're going to be doing the, the Kiss tour. I need somebody that can sing some of the songs, you know. Uh, he wants to keep it as a, as a three-piece. And uh, and I, I threw your name in the mix, and he's going to call you. So I think it was shortly right after, and... Uh, uh, to my surprise, you know, he was, he was great, you know, uh, and, uh, and he asked me, he says, Marco, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming down to LA, I'm going to mates to rehearse and I'm, I'd like to check you out. You want to come in and learn, learn some of these songs, some of the hits, he kind of went through a list and, and if you can sing this, this and this and this, that would be great. Uh, and I'm looking forward to meeting you. He was very cool, extremely cool. And I came in and, we spent a couple hours in there, and Doug uh, Banker, his manager, was there, and uh, it was all good, man. Great experiences. So we hooked up, <clears throat> and I think after a while, uh, you know, there was a lot of 
he really let me feel that he appreciated me in so many different ways. Uh, and a lot of mutual respect started happening there. And, uh, and to this day, we stay in touch. I just spoke with him. He came through California. I was in England. He came through uh, close to my pad, actually. And I missed him. I was in the UK doing some dates. But we, we call each other and we say hello. And I think we're going to try and make it this year. Make it to his... Uh, his hunting camp in Texas for his birthday. I'm oh, nice. Line that up. Yeah, every year he's got a gathering, and I'll say, uh, you know, I'd love to come see you and bring my son, bring my family, possibly. And it's cool, man. So yeah. Uh, and the reason we're talking, why we're talking about Ted is because Ted is from. He's, they started in Chicago, right? The Amboy Dukes, right? If, if uh, the history serves me well, and uh, what a career that cat's had, you know. So. And and he's another good musician for you to have been involved with in your uh, sobriety, Absolutely. you know, because yeah. I know he has this, he's a sober guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I know he had told me once I, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him maybe on three occasions. And I know he told me kind of something like what you had said when you met Bill Ward about wanting to be surrounded by sober musicians. And, yes. and he told me he even takes it a step further and, you know, really wants the crew and everybody to be uh sober yeah and and, and uh, man i am such a believer in that because uh, if there's anything we can do in our lifetime is as walk the walk not talk it but walk it you know and be be an example uh uh for uh, to be a better human being and to take care of your body and we know that alcohol uh and alcoholism has been it's so uh, uh, right now it's just um, out of control more than we realize it uh, because it's accepted by society to drink. So there's a, there's a lot of alcoholics that live in the closet, if you will. Sure. That, that drink in the morning and then they drink in the afternoon and then drink in the evening and uh, nobody knows the patterns, but um, I, uh, I'm just surrounded by people like that who are lovely people Great human beings, great musicians, talented, but they have that 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 addiction DNA in them, and um, you know, the addictive personality like myself. Right. And I speak from my own experience. But anyway, so alcoholism, and now with what's going on with the pharmaceuticals and uh, with uh, opiates and oxycotton, and people dying behind it because they took one more, one too many, and. Mm-hmm. Stupid. I can go down the list. I can name 10 people right now that will blow your mind. You know, uh, celebrities, people we know from baseball players to entertainers, to musicians, to singers, to mm-hmm. that, that we would know that uh, uh, just by a mistake, they took they were drinking all night and they said, you know, or Xanax, whatever, that antidepressant, whatever. Right. All that all that crap. And I call it crap because I I understand that medically. You know, there's people out there that that, uh, benefit from stuff like that. But for the majority, I think I have a different uh, belief. And I won't get into that. I don't want to get into political discussions or disagreements with anybody. But uh, I think it's out of control. Well, I I, I think you need a responsible medical professional, too. Some of these doctors are not responsible. I mean, these drugs have a place and they're necessary, but you have to 
you have to have someone that is going to follow through with you and make sure that you get off of it once you're past whatever it would be. I mean, how often do you hear, oh, I got addicted to pain pills because I pulled my back out three years ago? You know, yes. you don't need them for that long. <laughs> and some yes. doctors will just keep, oh, I'll just keep renewing this prescription. You know, that's wrong yes. too. Yeah. And, and the it's, uh, for me as a sober guy with 31 years, you know, I'm 87. <clears throat> well, soon to be 32. 30, 32 September 20th. Yeah. Uh, if I make it a day to time, God willing. Um, uh, for me to experience that, because I've had it, I've had to experience a medicated thing. Right. Uh, you know, I've had, I've had both my knees done. I've had sinus surgery. I've had uh, some. Uh, I think three or four times in my in my sober life, I've had to. Uh, uh, go in and use painkillers, the heavy ones, because you're, it's it's traumatic what you're going through, and you and there's nothing that can help you but that. Right. Uh, but even as as being as a strong believer that I am against stuff, I you know the doctors tell me like uh, the guy that I just went through my knee surgery, and uh, it was so hard for me to. You know, in my heart of hearts, I'm telling myself, I won't need them. I won't need them. I won't need them. I'm just going to use Tylenol. I'm going to use uh, ibuprofen. I'm going to use over-the-counter stuff. And then I come out of surgery, and the first day is cool. And then the second day, and, the you know, the knee is the size of a watermelon. Sure. And the pain, it's excruciating. And my wife is there to, you know, give me the right doses and all that. I back myself up because um, I will always be an addict, unfortunately. Right. You know, the, the difference today, it's, um, I have, you know, I'm recovering. I, I don't drink or use, a, use any mind-altering chemicals to help me get through the day, you know. And uh, so as hard as it was, I had to. And I had to get to the point uh, where, uh, you know, I tell myself, okay, it's time to stop. And yes, you go through withdrawals. You feel your body going through changes and all that. But Right. Uh, it's a sad situation, man. But you know, uh, you have to be smart about it, and and you have to be real and get brutally honest with yourself about what it's doing to you. And uh, extremely addictive stuff, man. Extremely addictive. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And we were talking about Nugent, right? Well, yeah, he was he was uh, hooking up with him in every possible way. He was a, a great example for me to follow and be inspired right. by. And uh, I got to tell you, he was one of the reasons why I started doing my solo career because he he was so inspirational in who he was and what he stood for. And uh, that cat's just, uh, you know, he's, 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 a right, he's a right human being, if you know what I mean, in every possible way. Mm -hmm. I understand he's controversial. I understand that his, his information... The way he delivers information kind of cuts like a knife, but uh, uh, we only react to the way he delivers because we're so diluted and we can't get real with ourselves. If you really dissect everything that he stands for, and uh, you'll you'll come to the conclusion that he makes a lot of sense in every way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, but he's just <laughs> his delivery is just great, and he's. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, my time with him and Tommy, Tommy Aldrich, and then Tommy got, his shoulders got uh, 
got hurt. At one at one point, Tommy Aldrich and I were the rhythm sections for Thin Lizzy, Ted Nugent, White Snake. And don't ask me how we did it, but it was <laughs> happening. We were juggling together. <clears throat> we became a team, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and somehow the schedule worked. It was like we get off one thing, and then the next thing we start, and then and then finally there was a conflict between White Snake and Nugent. And uh, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys that if I give you my word, I'm going to be here and do this. I finish. No matter how many opportunities come around. That's good. And they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to think I'm a, uh, a man of my word. It's good to have no integrity. How, it, that's what it is. And and um, and in our business, there's always things, you know, there's always a big, bigger carrot that they're waving at you, you know, on the other side. And I know, so I know people in this business have done that. They kind of like leave you hanging, you know, and it, the word gets around. So that's the word integrity. I like to think that I still have some of that left in me after so many years mm-hmm. of being in the business. But uh, so yeah, my years with with Nugent brought me to Illinois. It brought me to through uh, 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 Indiana, uh, 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 Michigan, uh, and uh, uh, Wisconsin. That whole area up to Canada. Right. I mean, we spent a lot of time down there, man. Uh, it was very, very cool. And the East Coast, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, time that I'll always remember. And, and, and he so inspired me in such a big way, big way that I needed to do something on this last album. Bring, talking about the album, back to the album. Yes, back to the album. I wanted to, uh, to, to tip my hat to him and say thank you, you know. And in my opinion, he's one of the baddest uh, rockers out there legendary status you know uh, well i agree yeah. and, and and i get aggravated sometimes because like you say he is a controversial character these days and his mm-hmm. political statements and views sometimes i think overshadow and make people forget about the music and what a great yes. musician he was i i say that sometimes on the podcast when i play one of his songs i'm like forget whether you agree with him or disagree with him politically, just listen to the music because that I think we can all agree on was fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. And, and by the same token, that, that is why he's never gotten the accolades that he'd so well deserved, you know, from the industry, from, from his colleagues, from, from the labels, from, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, et cetera, et cetera. But we right. know, I think uh, we all know that it's it's politically based and uh you know we need people like that man and he took it upon himself to do that you need need people to stir the pot so we can go hmm there is another way of thinking there are other options exactly and and there is a, a way out this is not what you know what the media is saying is it's only this way it's not true right um so he's that guy and he steps on a lot of toes along the way and but I, I admire him and I respect him and uh, tremendously and then I dig him and I, I can call him a friend you know of sorts we don't see each other that much but when we do it's, it's very cool and uh, that's good I, I could I could see us hooking up somewhere in the future somewhere doing something I don't know what but uh, uh, absolutely man would love it the music was uh, inspirational to me to start my solo career like I said earlier sure and so you know, doing one of the 
<clears throat> doing one of the Nugent classics on my album was just, uh, for me, it was just a tip of the hat. I also did a tip of the hat to uh, Finn Lissy, uh, which, you know, I also believe was one of the uh, legendary, you know, rock bands of our time coming out of Ireland and going through all the controversy and, um, but, but they offered the catalog, the music, you know, I spent, I spent 22 years in that, in that camp, man, in and out 22 years up, up until 2016. Uh, and I got a call. There was a chance for me to hooking up with them this year, 19 to do a few festivals, but it didn't work out schedule wise. Uh, but, uh, Another band, man, that that for whatever the reason, you know, uh, they had uh, they had reached a point where they were inspiring and influencing a lot of other bands at the time. And unfortunately, they they fell apart, you know, for the same reason. And I could talk about it because it's true. Alcoholism and drug addiction and all that. And uh, sure. I have ta- I've talked to I've talked to Scott Gorham a lot about that because we spent a lot of time on the road and he, he kind of let me in, uh, he gave me an insight on what, what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. But besides that, if you look at the albums, the songs, the catalog, the hits, the whole thing, it's like, wow, I was part of that, man. Yeah, that's uh, pretty so, cool. Yeah, so I wanted to do also tip a hat to the camp, to the music, to Phil. Uh, to Brian and Scott and Darren and John Sykes, who were, you know, the the, the first lineup. We went out in 96, I believe. No, 94 in Japan. And then we started going. But uh, it was just fun, man. For me, uh, another highlight in my career that, that really uh, helped my profile along, you know. Uh, so how can you say thanks by, you know, saluting with the music? So, right. Uh, that's what I did. And then the rest is original stuff. And we had a blast. Uh, but um, mainly we are here to talk about Illinois, that we are well, coming the, to yep. do some shows there. Right. Yes. Well, and yeah. And the U.S. in general, because yeah. uh, now everything's getting close. When you and I spoke before, it was still a little ways off. But now uh, basically it's September already. So uh, next, next weekend, Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Next Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the Illinois shows, and then yes. Arizona gets to see you, California, and then a couple of dates in Texas. Yes, um, which is awesome. And I have had uh, some contact from people in Texas, by the way, that have sent me notes. They probably sent you notes too from the interview that they're very excited about you getting there. I think, I think I heard from both Houston and Dallas people. I know I got a lot of Texas awesome. stuff. Uh, yes. So I know they're looking forward to you getting there toward the end of September. But yes, right now, September 6th, next Friday, uh, uh-huh. out at the Rock House in West Dundee. Saturday, the yes. Looney Bin in Bradley, Illinois. And Sunday. Which I might end up, I want to say, I might end up getting stuck in there in the Looney Bin because that's where I belong. But anyway, <laughs> keep going, bro. <laughs> when I saw the name, I'm going. That's perfect, because we have to be a little crazy to do what we do. Well, and especially to drive down to Bradley, Illinois. No, I'm just kidding, Bradley people. Oh, just kidding. Ouch. <laughs> I love you guys on Bradley. Uh, come see me, please. I'm, I'm really looking forward to spending time with you and uh, uh, playing my music and getting to know you. I've been there so many times with so many other projects for so long. 
and 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 Illinois, it's always been a pocket of love and and support. People lit big their music there, the rock and roll. So yeah, definitely a lot of rockers in Illinois. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to say before you continue, yeah, well, we'll the public house on Cicero Crestwood, yes. Illinois, but that's Sunday. So Friday, West Dundee, Saturday, Bradley at the Looney Bin where I belong uh, <laughs> Sunday eight at the public house on C- that's cool. Public house on Cicero Crestwood, Illinois. But I wanted to say, check this out. Ralph. the last gig that I did in the UK in Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. I have to say, this is how life is. It's if you really pay attention, there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot, there's a lot of connections everywhere. The last gig that I did, Saturday, 17th, August 17th, I just got back. It was the Beat Generator in Dundee. And this is Scotland. That's awesome. So my first gig in the U.S. is going to be West Dundee, Illinois. <laughs> How cool is that? I'm like, my, my buddy, Mark Ellison, uh, pointed that out to me. And I think we did a little... A write-up about that and because that's for me that's how my life has been my life makes a lot of sense uh there's a lot of connections everywhere with a lot of people sure and i'm really surprised and i really flattered at people like you that come out that are interested in my career that are interested in and hearing my music and supporting and going out of the way to support i i can't tell you how thankful i am and grateful brother i really appreciate it in every every possible way so thank you I, well, and thank I, uh, you for the music it's awesome yeah man I, I you know the music uh, I, I'm gonna be doing music as as much as I can as long as I can and I'm gonna be 85 next week so um. <laughs> so so you know so mentioning that so for us old folks um, the, the Sunday show is that an early show do you know what time that show is on Sunday um, I have to be honest I'm just like I said, I just got back from the UK and I went straight into the studio to start working on this other project that I can't wait to tell everybody about, but I can't. <laughs> um, uh, because I don't know if you heard the news, but um, the Dead Daisies, which is a, 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 one of the greatest bands, greatest projects I've ever had a chance to be part of and contribute to uh, and hang with for the past five years. <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't know if we could uh, broach this subject or not, but yes, the news yes. did break this week. Um, Absolutely, and a yes, lot of us are on. disappointed. Well, uh, you know, it's it is the music business, and I'm all for change, and I'm all for doing things that will create progress. And 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 one thing's for sure, it's going to allow me to have a little more time to focus on my solo thing, which is something I had to say as great as the dead daisies was in my time there i had this thing as i'm as i'm getting it's let's be honest this is the latter half of my career i have this yearning inside me to do my own music to write my own music to produce to tour to front my own band and i've had it for the past 10 years and it's getting more and more pronounced so this year i decided to jump on it and uh uh, so we started talking, uh, you know, um, David Lowy, Edwards, uh, Dean and Doug and, uh, and the boys and John, we're all friends. We're always going to be friends and we're always going to be part of the family. But we started figuring out ways to 
to make everybody happy. And John Karabi is an amazing artist, songwriter. I, I've, I've been a fan of his for years. And uh, you know why, man? I'll tell you. I'll add this to John's uh, topic. Because he does it from the heart. John is not about the, you know, the fame and the fortune. He's not about, he's not a material guy. He's not a, a money guy. He's not a, he does it from the heart. It's something he's definitely got to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I'm inspired by people like that. And I respect people like that because, you know, he's doing it for the right reasons, in my opinion. Yeah. So John had a lot he, he needed to do uh, on his solo side. And, and, and so did I, and, and we all do, you know. Dean, look at Dean. Dean is an amazing talent, and Doug. But they decided to check out. We were we were checking out singers, and along with the singer list came Glenn Hughes, who's also an amazing bass player, right? And an amazing singer, and he's a friend, and I I can call him a friend. We talk from time to time, and I'm a fan of his, and, I, and have been forever. But um, so it made lot. It, it made a lot of sense to me, to be honest. From the outside looking in, mm -hmm. putting my, put, getting myself out of the mix and say, what would be cool for this band? What would be the next step? So bringing in somebody like Glenn uh, made a lot of sense. So I had to put my ego aside. I had to put everything aside and said, and say yes. I, uh, you guys need to do that. Do that. And then. Um, I was, I've been turning down things left and right for the past three, four, five years, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm that guy. I always want to know what's on the other side of the fence. You know, I'm so curious. Right. To go check it out, even if it fails. I, um, you, you know, I think that comes from, um, you know, Tyler wrote a song about, about living on the edge. I love that. Right. I love, I love being able to jump off and, and and fail and then come back and, you know, shake myself up and be willing to jump off again. I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. So it's in my DNA. So I have to check things out. Uh, you know, uh, uh, so it made a lot of sense. I spoke with John, I spoke with David Lowy DL. I, I spoke with Doug and Dean and, and management. And I think it's going to be a good move for the dead basis future i heard the song i love the song great song i love glenn's voice and his bass playing uh, he's one of the legendary cats of our time too you know so well i i, I, agree, I agree with all that but oh. I, you know and i and i am a huge glenn hughes fan i mean i i even have all the trapeze albums and everything nice um but for me I had two good things because the, the last solo record Glenn did, I thought was really good. And yeah. I love well, that. My, uh, my buddy, uh, Soren Anderson producing and writing and playing. I, I know that. I know that. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's another talent, but that's another interview. But yeah. Go ahead. No, I know there's all those connections, but just as a fan, I'm just not speaking business yeah. or what makes sense or anything, but just as a fan, the, the the dead daisy sound with with you guys and i mean john yourself and doug and you know the lineup that did the last couple records last three oh. records I, it just had a great sound to it everything fit together very yeah. well and it was, it was very a, generic man what it, we recorded is what we played live we insisted on yeah. that we just, we insisted on going into the studio and recording, you know, everybody being in the room. And we wanted to go back to the 70s and start playing and bring that vibe back. And I think we... we and energy. That. 
There's, yeah, yeah there's and energy, energy and, and, and music is about energy, like you well put, Rob. If you're having fun on stage and having good energy, the audience is going to be receptive to that and they're going to dig it. Bottom line. Yeah. So, so you guys capture that. have fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you guys and, capture and, that. And yeah. Glenn Hughes, he's, he's wonderful. But, I, you know, for me as a fan, I like both because I like the way the Dead Daisies, all you guys fit together. I like the way that yeah. sounded. Glenn Hughes, the, the, the sound of the Dead Daisies inevitably will change. He's a different singer than John Karabi is, a different style. Yeah. He's a different player than you are on the bass. Yeah. The, the sound, there's no, there's no way it's not going to change. Now, I'm not saying it'll be oh. bad. But it's going to be different. So absolutely, for, so the dynamics for, are going to be changed. We know that everybody knows that. Yeah. So for a fan but, that liked what Glenn does on his own and liked what the Dead Daisies did, it's like, well, gosh, I kind of don't want them to marry. I want them to stay separate because I get two different sounds, both of which are pleasing to my ear. You know that. So as a fan, that's why I feel that way. Well, that's great, and you're entitled to your opinion. And I, I, I mean, why deny it? I mean, honestly, the dynamic is going to change. I heard it already. Mm-hmm. I heard it already, uh, and that's fine. I mean, but what you know, what mu- what would music be if if you know if if there weren't musicians out there trying to reinvent the wheel because the wheel is going to be the same. We, there's formulas, and sure, you know. I, I'm excited to hear what they're going to come up with. I believe they're going into the studio soon, in December, November, and I'm excited to hear the album. And I know it's going to be great. And that as dynamically, it is going to change, sound-wise, obviously. Uh, you know, but um, it's all good, bro. I'm so excited to be where I'm at today. I'm excited where I'm supposed to be oh, good. Uh, with all, all these opportunities in front of me. I, I got to tell you, um, we, I only picked a few dates in the U S that were easy to, easy to book. It, it was like, it was, um, they just happened. And I got to give a lot of credit to PJ who was my, uh, my buddy in crime there in Illinois, because we hooked up, they opened up, T's opened up for, for the Dead Daisies last year. Right. And we hit it off, you know, backstage, you're all hanging out. He came up to me, introduced himself, said, great, man, you guys sounded great. And we started talking and he's come to find out he's Latino. He's from Cuba and I'm, you know, Latino too. And, right. and there you go. My accent's coming out. <laughs> but um, so we started hitting it off and we started talking and, uh, and right away, uh, uh, he brought it up. He said, Marco, your last album, Viva La Rock, it's amazing. We love it. When when are you going to come do dates in the U.S.? I said, well, to be honest, TJ, I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't taken a look at it. And But I'm always open and I, it would be great uh, uh, if I started getting invited. And so, well, um, you want me to see what I can do in my area? I said, absolutely. So within two weeks, that cat is just on fire. It's very cool when I come across people like that, you know? Oh yeah. He's got a great energy, PJ. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah, this world would be better with cats like him. And I want to surround myself with, and, and you too included, because I feel your energy. I feel like we know each other, and you say you're going to do something, and you do it, you follow through. Well, thanks, Marco. That that is, it is how I like to live my life. Me too. Uh, and 
Uh, the opposite is closer to the truth, to be honest, in our business. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I've met many of those yeah. folks too. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, sometimes a lot of waste, waste of energy, time, and sometimes money or whatever. But uh, so he came back and, and uh, there was offers all over the place. We had to negotiate. There's a business side to it as yep. well. And uh, let's just say I'm not going to be um, taking the family on uh, on, on a month vacation to Fiji after <laughs> <laughs> or, or pick it up that new Lamborghini that's not happening that new, yeah the new Lambo you know can I say something at this point in my life and this is true I don't think I would ever buy a Lambo uh, even if I, I if I've ever been able to or whatever those days are gone right you can't for me you're for right. me it's about it's for me it's about uh, you know, college tuition, college funds, exactly. College fund, and uh, you know, uh, continue living what we live. We live a good life. You know, it's not, uh, it's not uh, extravagant in any way, any sense of the word. But it's cool, and we're happy. And uh, but it's all about, yeah. You start looking at retirement fund and college fund and uh, insurance and all that. Uh, it, that's what it is. Right. That's what, how I live. And also to try and fund your recording and try to fund your career because it's not easy to do what we do, you know, For and, sure. uh, and sometimes financially texting, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it can, uh, it can test your patience and your tolerance and your, uh, because it is, it's a commitment. But anyway, so yes. he came back, DJ came back with, I would say, five or six gigs. And these were the only three that we we came to agreement. And all I want to do, all I want to accomplish, and I just want to be honest about this, is whoever's interested in hearing me with my music, my new album, and coming over and saying hello, uh, I just want to start planting some seeds that I could cultivate later next year because I will go into the studio in October to start on the second album or my, be your, would be my, my fourth, your fourth, yeah. Fourth album, uh, with target and mighty music, the same label who have done a, a great job, I believe. So, uh, that's what it is. So when I saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven gigs, I'm like, mm, I like it to be 15 or 20, but let's just do that. Also the fact that I just got back from the UK and, I just had my, you know, certain knee surgery. So I want right. to take it easy. I don't want to beat myself up. And and hopefully this will uh, create a, a bit of a, a buzz, if you will, and people start talking. And uh, we're going to focus on that a little bit, plant some seeds for next year. So that maybe next year we can come back and, and do some more dates in the U.S., you know. Uh, but that's what it is. That's all I want to accomplish. I want people to come in. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm very optimistic that we're going to get a good group of people coming out and checking it out. And, uh, uh, I was talked into doing the VIP packages, which is, that, you know, allow the, allow the fans to kind of get closer. And yeah, that's what days. I wanted to make sure we uh, mentioned too, that you yeah. are doing this VIP thing and, yeah. and, uh, not out of the reach of the average rock fan price wise either. It's quite yeah. a, quite a bargain actually. <laughs> it is. Now, are you it doing is. Thank that? Thank you for saying that. I, I have to say, and I have to add a note because the last, the last thing I want to do, and I'm being totally honest is I'm not, I've never ever, ever done 
music. I never, when I started, I never focused on the, I never did it for, for monetary reasons. I never did it for financial reasons or, or fame and fortune. I love what I do with a passion and I love to entertain and I love to, to share, uh, uh, you know, messages and, and, and hopefully bring a little bit of light to a world, not to get too deep, but a world that's kind of dark, you know, that's a reality. So yes. uh, when somebody comes to me after the show and says, you know, I was really depressed and I get a lot of that in, on social media. I was really having a hard month. I came to your show and I feel better. You put a smile on my face. That just makes makes my year, man. It's like that's yeah, wow. a great feeling. Yeah, that's the right reason. So right. I was a little apprehensive about this VIP thing. I said, "Oh no," but um, you know, I made sure that it was something that it was not uh, out of reach. That's something that's affordable, and people will will be able to take pictures close, and we'll be able to experience, you know, the sound check and. Maybe get on stage with us and say hello to the boys of Jimmy and Conrado, who I have to talk about. Wait, yes, who we are, do. Who are amazing musicians and have done everything under the sun uh, uh, and to add to their credits. And they're great, great cats, too. Great human beings, you know. So I have a cool little team of uh, three-piece, and uh, we're going to have a blast. So, so, so it, allows the, it, it allows the fan to go into sound check. I'm going to try and put, um, you know, sets of picks of the bands that have been part of, you know, there's some collectors out there. We're yeah. going to have an eight by 10. Sign it right there. And, uh, and then possibly, I don't know yet, but maybe they can, uh, you know, see us after, depending on, how the backstage areas see us after the show when we're all sweaty and beat up and they can realize how boring it is. <laughs> it's not like the old days where, you know, there's balloons and flamingos and dancers and dancers and, uh, and alcohol and everybody. It's like, you know, most of the time you have three cats that are beat up from all the energy and we're just plopping and kind of... And uh, smelling your best at that point, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, it's kind of boring, but, you know, I don't know a lot of fans that don't want to get be, get backstage right. any given band, you know, and be part of that. Now, so, this, this, VIP, <laughs> this VIP package, are you doing this at all of the dates, all seven of them in the U.S.? Right now, we decided to do this. I'm going to check it out in Illinois. I want to okay. see how it goes. All right. So, because, like, I, I, again, I don't want to be the money grabber guy because I'm not. But, but you're not and doing I, that. People have to know, guys, this VIP package that Marco put together is less than the cost of just one concert T-shirt. 25 yeah. bucks. I mean, come mm -hmm. on. And you're giving yeah. them a T-shirt as part of this yes. package. Yes, I have some shirts that I that I just that I have left from tours from previous tours. I have to go through my warehouse and find out what I can bring that's special. Maybe some dates from Europe or dates from the UK or something they can hold on to. And uh, I, I got to say, my logo, I love my logo, man. The uh, Viva La Rock logo is amazing. It's very cool. It's colorful. It's it's positive energy. It's 
I love it, man. Uh, and so they're, they're, they're good looking shirts, you know? And, yeah. and yeah, you can wa- walk away with a little memento of, um, the, of the gig, you know? Uh, so we're going to see what happens in Illinois and then we have plenty of time to kind of decide, all right, let's do this in Arizona, which will be six, a week later. Right. You know? Uh, and, and I also, um, I got to say, uh, Delilah Kuheli, who is my tour manager and merch girl and all that, she's going to handle it. I think she posted everything. So get in touch with her as soon as possible if you want to be part of that. But I told her, let's just not go out of control. And if I'm, you know, not that it will happen, but just in case there's more than 20 people, 15, 20 people, then it gets out of hand. Then you can't really pay attention to the people that attend. So I want to be... I want to make sure that, that it's manageable, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 at the most, if right. it's even going to happen. I don't know. It might be two or three or four or five, and that's cool, too. But uh, so, so in other words, guys, uh, look on Marco's Facebook page, his website. He's got links to click on to buy this VIP add on to your ticket. Do it quick because it's very limited, the number of people that can participate in that. Exactly. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm out here uh, in the backyard. We, we are very lucky and very blessed that we have a pool and, uh, and a hot tub. And my son, like I said earlier, is building this tree house and he, we're doing that. Um, we heard some of that in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's, the, that's what we're doing, family time. My, my daughter and my wife are going out to see The Cure tonight. Oh, we're, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, I didn't know. I thought uh, they were all done with the dates they were doing. I didn't realize they're still out there. No, they're still out there. They're playing tonight at uh, one of the legendary uh, venues of all time, the, the the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, man. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a big old stadium, um, old school. And uh, my daughter's 16. She's showing a lot of interest and... And so my wife's going to go. I'm going to take it easy and stay home here with my son and go have some dinner with uh, some family members and just enjoy being home, you know? That's one thing that I do when I come home. Sure. I unplug, recharge the battery, start uh, refreshing my memory with the lyrics and the songs and find out what kind of set we're going to do. But I'm really excited, man. It's This will be, uh, believe it or not, after so many years, and I... I've been around for a long time. After so many years, this will be my first time as a solo artist doing shows as solo artists in the U.S. Yeah, that's it's a tr- that's pretty exciting. It's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking, you know, speaking of that, are you? Yeah. Um, we we said we were going to talk about the guys coming out with you a little bit, Conrado and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Are you guys yeah. even going to get a chance to rehearse before you do these dates? We- Yes, we had um, a date booked here in California, and that created a little bit of confusion out there. And I apologize for the fans here in California, in L.A. We had some, um, let's just say we had some problems scheduling-wise, and uh, and that happens again. So we had to cancel that show. We had scheduled the boys to come in, fly in uh, on the night before and rehearsing and then doing the show for as a warm-up thing uh we had to cancel so we had a chance to rehearse last weekend last sunday so i got back from england all fried and we got together we went through the set and uh 
just getting acquainted. I got to tell you, man, uh, Jimmy DeGrasso is again. He's one of the you know one of the quintessential drummers of our time. He's done so much work. If you look at his credits, he's been around for a long time. He's got the experience. Right. Uh, he he has the ears. He knows how to. He's very dynamic, which I love. Mm-hmm. Meaning. He knows how to bring it down and groove and, and hit the pocket and just make you dance, and, you know. And then he can throw some fire in there and just blow your blow your mind, you know. Um, and we're friends. We got to work together with Black Star Writers for the first time, and we stayed in touch. And uh, he's part of my uh, my close circle of friends, you know. And I call him I consider him family. So I'm excited to have him as a bass player. It's really crucial for me as a bass player that sings and fronts a band to have the drummer that's going to kill, that's going to drive, you know? Sure. And I've been very lucky. I've played with some of the, some of the best drummers on the planet without sounding pretentious. But, um, so yeah, I'm glad he's on board and he showed a lot of interest. He's very enthusiastic about it. And, uh, so yeah. And then Conrado, uh, you know, Conrado's, uh, he's, he's fresh out of Brazil. He's been, relatively speaking, he's, he's had a little bit of time here in L.A. And he's made his mark because he's, he's a great player and he's a great uh, human being, you know. I, I have to talk about that because that's important to me. Right. I really believe that, you know, um, what you do on stage musically reflects on the person who you really are off stage. You know, I really believe in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cats that are out there to prove something on stage they're trying to pretend or be somebody that they're not you know or trying to live up to to this other persona you know and I understand that it's show business it's music but for me what I do on stage I want to get up on stage and feel very comfortable with my guitar player with my drummer and we're all brothers and we have the common denominator of just wanting to deliver the best show and play the best music possible. And um, I think I can honestly say uh, these cats uh, have the goods, man, and more. And so we're gonna have we're gonna have a blast. That'll be our first gig in Dundee, West Dundee, West Illinois, Dundee. Uh, yes, on Friday the sixth of September, next Friday. Wow. Next Friday, I will be there, yeah. and uh, looking forward awesome. to checking that out. And, yes. that's, and that's what we wanted to touch base on today is the fact that these shows are that close. So next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Illinois, folks, get out there, check out Marco. Um, and, and he's spreading himself out uh, logistically, so it doesn't really matter where you live within the Chicago area. There's a place you can go see him without it being too difficult to do so. So Yeah, um, I wanted to say, for the girls and boys, uh, you know, I... I'm, I, I I started doing this and it started working. If you feel so inclined, if you want to surprise me, you want to see a smile on my face, bring a feather boa, whatever color of your choice. Bring a feather boa. They're not that expensive. <laughs> bring it over and we'll see what we can do to uh, reciprocate and, and, and make you feel appreciated because I love that. I love that. <sighs> so bring a feather boa and, and yeah. That's funny. A feather boa. (laughs) Isn't that going to make you sneeze or something while you're singing? I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't. Let me say something. Honestly, I was watching Woodstock. Well, I'm a big fan of, you know, that's my era. I grew up in in the mid-70s and Woodstock was all, uh, you know, was all happening. And 
And I'm a big follower of Janis Joplin, the, the big singers of our time, you know, uh, Robert Plant. And, and, and I'm a big, big fan and a lot of respect to Steven Tyler, not only for his, uh, uh, his musical prowess and who he is as a musician and what he's been able to achieve with Aerosmith, which is, I believe, one of the best you know, bands of our time. Hands down. It's not hands, hands down. down. If not, and that's a real band, man. They're all there. That's what's mind blowing. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and every time I hear them and we had a chance to tour with them, actually, I was mind blowing. So I'm a big fan of him, of his. And, uh, also, uh, a lot of respect, man, for the sobriety thing, both him and Joe Perry and right. the other cats. So I know what they've had to endure. I've, I've been through it myself. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, man. Uh, so, you know, it happens on stage. Uh, you get a little flamboyant, a little colorful. You, you, you tap into this other area in space and time. That's, that's not you, you know, and it allows you to, to be, uh, a little more creative and, and in a sober way. And it's all about, about that, letting your, your inner self, inner child come out in my opinion. And, uh, and every time I see him, man, he's like a kid. He's like a teenager, all excited on stage. And he is, and what a, what a voice and what a talent. And he inspires me, you know? And so he, I'm inspired by those cats. Yeah. Yeah, he is, man. Yeah. And I've seen him live. I hear him and wow. He still he's sounds just great. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. He's got a documentary. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. My wife and I saw it the other day and, and, and it uh, it talks about his move to Nashville and uh, you know how uh, you know uh, the the business the industry was was kind of like judging him ahead of time for doing that. What's he gonna do? And then he he comes out the other side smelling like roses because he's a true talent, you know. And when you have that kind of talent, you can do anything, man. Yes. And everything. The only thing between you and achieving what you want to do is you. And, and one thing that I can say that I identify in sobriety is that it, I'm the only one in between me and where I want to go. My fears, my, uh, you know, my, uh, when I'm not sure about something, it's all about fear and fear paralyzes me. And, and then I don't go forward, you know? Right. And one thing, one thing you learn in sobriety is you learn to just trust your instinct and just go. Like back to what we were talking about, living on the edge and being willing to jump off the cliff into the water that's waiting for you, that's going to soothe you and it's cleansing and it's beautiful, but we don't know that. Right. You jump off the cliff going, oh, I hope this is going to be good. And then, then you hit, you know, then you hit the pavement and wake up and go, ouch. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he's one of those cats. Back to the, to the feather bows and all that. I love that. That's like you get into the. Uh oh, we just lost you, buddy. Okay, we've just lost Marco, so we'll try dialing him back and uh, see what happens. We lost you, buddy. Perfect. I don't know if that was yours or mine that uh, lost service or what. Yeah, yeah, it dropped. But anyway, you get to the, you get into this playful mode, 
And um, your your weak horse is uh, being the inner child. You're tapping into the inner child, and you have fun, no matter what. Uh, and that's what, uh, every time I see him perform, that's what I walk away thinking. I said, wow, it's so great. You know, so his but, scarves uh, are your feather boas. Well, yeah, scarves. He does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was talking about it, how he got inspired by you know the hair and the feathers and the hair by Janice and right uh, and and Hendrix and those years are imprinted imprinted in my brain and I I love that man. It's when you get on stage and you're delivering music and that's when it comes down to it. That's all that matters. The rest is a plus. You know, sure. It's, Whatever you, however you light it, however, which is important in a bigger stage, lighting is very important. Setting, you know, uh, painting the picture, uh, the visual picture is important. But these little clubs, you have to paint the picture sound-wise, and then and maybe create a little bit of a, a canvas, you know. Uh, but we don't have production. We don't have uh, all that. That comes later if it happens. So when you get into festival mode, sure. which by the way, I'm I'm already uh, I'm going to be confirming five festivals for next year so far coming soon. So the nice. word is out, and people are coming out of nowhere to invite me to come and play. So I'm excited. So it's a it's it's a good time. Now, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time for the Daisies. It's a good time for me. A good time for John. Uh, and it's a good time for music, you know, that's going to come out of this camp. So, well, that's good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to hear as far as the dead daisies news that I know I'm sure a lot of fans were worried like, Oh, poor Marco and poor John. So I'm glad to hear that. It's, you know, something you feel good about. You're not, it's not a bummer for you. <laughs> not at all. So, not at all. I, I, if, uh, and I'm hoping John's the same situation for his he sake. Is. He is. I just saw him. And he's down in Mexico where, right now. Uh, at, at the, the phone started ringing for him, mm-hmm. like in a big way, you know. Uh, John is John, you know. He, uh, he's never going to be uh, without a project or music. That's what he's going to do for the rest of my life. I can honestly say that. So uh, he's happy. I mean, you know, we're all looking forward to... Uh, the like next the chapter, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the next chapter in all our lives and our musical career and all that. But uh, and John and I were even talking about maybe doing something together in the future, near future. So well, that's what I was going to say. If you're going to start recording your next record next month, maybe you can yeah. at least do one track where he's the guest vocalist or something. Yes. Did what? Did someone knock? No, I, I did. I'm doing an interview. That's my son. <laughs> I, I, I heard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. Someone knock. Knock three times <laughs> on the ceiling if you want me. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, we you know, everything is possible and we're going to consider all options and we're so looking forward to it. So, well, good. Uh, so, I'm excited, man. Yeah. So, Dead Daisies fans, don't worry. John and Marco are feeling good about it. It's okay. Um, it is. So, that's good. That's good to hear. And you're going to be hitting the road next week. And um, I guess that's it. We should. We were originally going to keep this fairly short, so we should probably let you get back to your family. That's cool, but, man. Uh, I mean, it's it's good. I've had a good conversation. Hopefully, you have too. Oh, fans I, it, you know. And, and talking with you is always enjoyable, Marco. I, I definitely. Thank you, like, like you said earlier, I kind of feel like 
we're old friends too. I feel comfortable speaking with you and I'm looking forward to us um, hopefully getting to spend a little time talking face to face next weekend. Um, yes, sir. So that'll be good. Um, so real quick, one of the other things that um, we wanted to do is have you pick out a song from Viva La Rock, except for the ones that I've played. So no Viva La Rock, no Sweetest Emotions, and no Leah. What, okay. What's left? What do you want to hear? Okay. Uh, love to you. I love that song. Uh, uh, and Sue is on the run. All right. Then we're going to do those two. To, you know, on this episode. So, okay. um, so let me, let me make my note here. You want okay, a so, third one? You so want Sue, a third one? Sue is on the run is track two. Okay. Got it. Love to you. Sure. And what's your third? Let it flow. That's Let the last flow. song on the album. And it's, I, I love every time I hear it, I'm going, yes. That's one, and, that's and one it, of your faves, huh? Well, because it talks about what this conversation has been about, about, you know, letting life go where it's going to take us and, the best thing we can do is just roll with it, baby. Because, uh, you know, uh, the reality is we can't change what's around us, our surroundings. What we can change and have a little bit of control over is how we deal with our surrounding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that's what that song's about. And, and, uh, and I talk from my own experience as, uh, as a recovering, uh, alcoholic addict in life and as a father as a husband trying to be the best musician the best human being possible you know so all right cool uh let it flow is good so all right all right so cool so let it flow excellent nice it's always nice to hear the the musician that wrote the song what they were thinking and what their feelings were when they wrote something so it's kind of cool to hear that insight about that song um, so we'll definitely get that on here and we will see you next weekend in Illinois. And yes, again, sir. guys, if you want to meet Marco and get some cool swag, uh, check out Marco's website for links to sign up for the VIP program. And if you haven't gotten your tickets yet for any of the shows in Illinois, please do that as well. So you don't miss out on what is sure to be a rocking show. No question. Yes, definitely. All right, Marco. Well, thanks for dropping in again today, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Ralph. I will see you soon. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.